Hey guys, before we get started, you know what it is. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Check us out on YouTube. You can see uh, my beautiful face, or at least the better side of it. How about that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes, jokes, j- backwards jokes. Um, Matt, for, for the people who are just listening, descri- describe what I'm doing. Um, well, it just looks like you have a big furry hair face, like you're... T- <laughs> It looks like you're facing away from camera, away from your microphone, and it looks like you're like it looks like we're talking to the back of your head. Oh well, since today we're talking about the movie *Malignant*, I thought it'd be appropriate to be a backwards man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit that that intro music, and then we'll talk about what the fuck is going on here. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, talk about uh, malignant today. What do you what do you got? got? What do you well, think? Well, here's here's the here's the problem here. But uh what movie are we gonna talk about? Malignant? Okay, so we were texting about this a couple days ago and I read it too fast, and I prepped for 2014's Maleficent starring <laughs> Angelina Jolie. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but like I'm ready to talk about some like Disney you know, mid, dr- <laughs> what what is it like a tween? Some din- beauty, din- teenager. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot about. <laughs> I know a lot about that, but I don't know anything about malignant. That's hilarious because I was about to do this joke where I showed up wearing her horn hat. <laughs> <laughs> Were you really? You thought the same joke? I was going to tell the same joke, so you didn't watch malignant. No, what is malignant? <laughs> <laughs> malignant is a 2020, 2021 uh, James Wan horror film that I watched and I don't know if it's terrible or one of the most brilliant films I've ever seen because the more I hate it, it gets worse. And then you're like, Hmm. wait, as it gets worse, it gets better. This is interesting because I actually did watch it and I did. (laughs) I was joking you. Um, I did watch it and I saw a headline of a review before I watched it that I thought gave a big spoiler. And it turns out not in my opinion, not really. And I know that a lot of people are hating on this or feel tricked by it. But and a lot, lot of people, people are, are okay it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested to me though. I'll tell you like jumping right to it. It was fun. It was well done and it was clever enough, but I didn't feel lied to. I didn't feel tricked. And I also didn't feel like anyone pulled the rug out from me and was like, ha you never thought about that. It's like, I like it. It. I don't see the hate or the love that it's getting. I don't quite understand you that. I liked it. I liked it, but not enough to... To make a big deal out of it. Let's let's oh. jump in and let's talk about it. Should okay. we kind of give a review and some some step by steps first and then yeah, we'll kind of yeah. talk about reactions? So, so it's like I said, it just came out. Twenty twenty one came out. So it's like month. the bad girl from Cinderella and she's <laughs> fighting it's not Cinderella, is it? Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. So the bad lady from Sin- Sleeping Beauty like has an army, she turns into a dragon, it's cool. She got <clears> the <throat> same head as Darkness from uh Legend, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah, she did. She had these giant horns. No, we're talking malignant. So it starts out in this hospital and there's like some the lights are flashing and they're like, oh, he's killing people. We have to stop him. 
and they're they're super overacting and he's like okay i'm glad you noticed that as well yes the whole movie's overacted to shit which i'm Absolutely. like so it's then that was one of my favorite parts the whole but, the best way i could say it is the first 2 minutes of the movie you're watching a pre-recorded video yeah. from the past from 1993 yeah. And like Rumi says, it's like set up as a, uh, it's in a big creepy ass hospital big, creepy that ass like hospital. it looks abandoned from the outside. It, it and looks you get like in the, and... the asylum from like House on Haunted Hill or some shit, you know, something like yeah. that. Good. It looks good. Really cool design yeah. and everything. And, and they're in there and the doctor's when she, the, the doctor's talking directly to camera. Yeah. Right. He's and when she's talking crazy. to camera. He's killing people. She's, yeah. Uh, we, I don't think we can contain if his power keeps growing. I don't think we can contain him much longer. And then like big thunder and lightning strike yeah and i'm thinking oh this is one of those movies that they made during covid because i knew nothing about it going in mm -hmm. nothing i know it was getting buzzed but i didn't know anything about it which is good i love that so i was like oh this is going to be one of those movies that they made during covid and that's why it looks so fake and overproduced it was on the level of like when you're waiting in line for like an amusement park yes. ride right that's <laughs> how it felt yeah. and and there's some like animatronic being like you can't go down that hall he'll get you and then they'll say <laughs> it again every five minutes like it has the urgency of like the transformers ride and about as good <laughs> acting and literally like the lightning and everything that is so apt it's an amusement park ride waiting line sort of intro suddenly like the orderly that's with her like there's this weird like moment where the lights flicker and then a radio starts like ah, i'm gonna kill you like talking through the radio and the guy goes he's communicating through the radio like thanks for that exposition right like yep but and it's like super hammy but it was drawing me on board immediately because i was like oh this is terrible and i'm here for it like i mm -hmm. oh and we'll get into it we'll get into it and then the doctor looks right at camera and it zooms in on her and she goes tonight we cut out the cancer and then it cuts to like this curtain, sort of like a opaque plastic curtain. And you see this like little monster with like tiny little hands and like a creepy face like, and then it smashes to black. And we, well, no, it, it, there's a, that scene is much longer. They, she runs down the to, hallway. There's we, an orderly. No, no, no. This, we're this is very important for something that I need to bring up later. Okay. So she, she says tonight, we're going to cut out the cancer. Right. And she's running. And there's all these, you know, they get to a door, the door smashes open. There's an, 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 a guard with a tranquilizer gun. He tries to stick the gun through the open door and his arm gets essentially like ripped or torn or broken in half and he falls down dead. Yeah. The doctor grabs the gun, runs in, shoots someone off camera. We don't see it. And then we see that opaque thing with the creature through it. And she says, I think she says tonight we're going to cut out the cancer there. Yeah. But like, okay, boom. Then we smash the credits. It's a pretty you good know, opening. What I just said. <laughs> but, but no, because you you didn't say like this doctor, this is important for something that I'm going to bring up in a minute. This doctor was worried enough about this Gabriel and how they couldn't contain Gabriel and yeah. how Gabriel's power was getting too great. She ran down the hallway to watch one of her workers fly literally through a door into a wall. Yeah. She watched another man's arm get broken and ripped off. She goes into that room. There's at least two dead people on the floor. And then she has to shoot some sort of person or monster with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. And then she says, we're going to have to uh, today. We cut out the cancer. Right. Yeah. 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 That's if that happened in your life. Do you think that you'd remember that? Like that would like you wouldn't have to be reminded of that incident. Right. 
And you don't know, like, it doesn't say it's specifically like a crazy mutant hospital. You don't know what kind of hospital it is, but presumably also, this is had, not the norm. If you had to deal with a case of telekinetic mutant creature, you might keep tabs on that thing. Right. So. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, so I understand why you need she, that setup. Yeah. Okay. So she, so this, the, the movie starts, and then we cut to like a mansion, right? Yeah. And this woman in scrubs, kind of, and and a very big pregnant belly comes home. She walks around the house for a minute. She, we see where you get introduced to her, du- her douchebag, oh, such lazy sub yeah. son of a bitch husband she's just laying on a bed, and, and she's like, "Man, today was hard." And he's like, "Hard? What do you mean hard? What the, what the f- Maybe you shouldn't be working." Fuck, what are you talking about? Like, he is an asshole. And I don't know, push comes to shove, literally. Literally. And he shoves her head through a wall, like, literally walks her head off a wall so hard that she's bleeding. And then, um, you know, he's a dick and she locks him out and he's like sleeping down on the couch. And then shit gets spooky. And he's like, oh, what was that? Here's a noise. Oh, what was that? Here's another noise. And he's creeping through the hallway. And then what happens, Rumi? We start to see this like shadow figure. That does appear to be like a contortionist and yep. it's like clearly stalking him around and it ends up uh, ends up ramming into him, you know, yeah. in a smash cut that we don't get to see what happens right away. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, it's and it's it's well done. I think uh, you could have gone for some easy jump, uh, some easy, you know, screaming jump scares, the ones that I usually hate. But it doesn't. I think uh, James Wan, the director of this, who did, does all the Conjuring stuff, did Insidious. I think he's good at this Saw kind movie, of movie. Yeah. He's good at like building a horror movie, you know, atmosphere. And I think that's important. So he builds it and, you know, this guy ends up getting jumped at the end and it is scary. Um, then the girl goes, the, the wife goes downstairs and discovers his body. Right. Yeah. And then it cuts to the police. Now we have all Isn't these his police. neck like twisted around backwards. Like, yeah. I don't think snapped. we see that until either the woman comes down to see it or the police get there. But like, yeah, his neck is like a 90 degree angle to his body, like yeah, crazy, fucking crazy. So you get introduced to these two, a male and a female cop who like whatever, they're cops. And it's funny, though, because the, their banter the whole time is like, mm-hmm. we don't believe anything we're hearing. You know, they're 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 <laughs> cartoon hard, hard nosed cops, but they're not. You know, it's fine. Um, um, it's fun, and the, who is your favorite of the investigators? Oh, their quirky little assistant who's like, I'm so excited. Do they ha-? And she's like. The, the this, cute nerd, yeah, uh, super nerdy, um, forensics super person who yep. clearly likes the male detective enough yep. that the female detective points it out at every moment in front of both of them. Yeah, she's almost like, like settle down, thirsty. <laughs> it's like clueless level <laughs> d- dialogue of like, why would anyone in a situation say any of that? And then you, you, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, and, this and we'll get, plot. You need to get into that. We do need to. Okay. All right. Keep going. Keep going. I'm excited. That, and that plot really. doesn't go anywhere. Like she keeps coming up and they keep like. He saves her at one point and she's like. <laughs> but like it, it, they, there's first of all, there's no resolution. They don't get together or not get together. They're just continued to be in the movie. But there's a point where like, just so you guys understand, if you haven't seen this movie, this is literally what it's like. There's a point where there's a, 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 a uh, evidence is broken and missing and he the guy looks at her and says uh we just need that other half we need the other half for it to be complete and she looks at him and she goes tell me about it or like i know that feeling something like that but it's just a two shot of the two of them and you're like why are you making this so important like you're telling me this movie so this has to be important to something and it's not yeah. and it just is like 
it's so tongue in cheek and the rest of the movie is not like that. Like in a shitty movie Sunday, that's how every relationship Everybody is, talks that way. whether it's yeah. antagonistic yeah. or whether Everyone it's like, like a that. hero yeah. or a love. This movie, like everybody is overacting and everybody's trying very you hard. You expect it from a multi-million dollar budget movie. From well, there's no names, studio. right? There's no one in it that I <clears throat> I don't recognize them. If I, so if I think this is like, them, I apologize to all the actors sure. from <laughs> all the big people that listening. I don't know. I don't recognize you. You are, but not I think they're like this is going to be a big movie by James Wan, who's done X, Y, and Z. I'm going to try my best in this, and maybe he's good at craft. I mean, I, I guess his other movies with bigger names in it, I didn't notice that they did a good or a bad job. I was just like, this is a decent enough this popcorn blockbuster is movie. Decisively melodramatic. Oh yeah, yeah, for and sure. Some of the I lines in this movie are like, what is it on purpose? And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. 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 So. They're investigating, and she's like, oh, well, that was weird. And they're like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. It must have been a break-in. So, she loses the baby. Hmm? She loses the baby. Yes. Her, she she wakes pregnant. up in the hospital, and she doesn't she's have really the baby sad. anymore. Her sister or best friend is and with she, her? She's lost. They they tell the sister that this is, I think, the fifth baby she's lost, but she's lost multiple babies. Yeah. Not um, not this time, but throughout her baby-making yeah. career. Yeah. So her is it her sister or her best friend? It's her sister. sister. Let's say sister. It is um, sister. She's with her, and she's like, I'm going to stay with you, help you out. Um, the sister goes back home and is like, uh, I just need to clean up. I need, you know, I'm not leaving. This is my house. I'm going to stay and just put the pieces of my life back together. And she's doing some laundry, and then some weird shit happens where she's, like, paralyzed, and, like, she starts seeing some shit, and then the walls, like, morph into a different kitchen laundry she room. sees someone else in her house yelling yeah. at her, why are Fucking you in my crazy. house? Yeah. And she yells back, "This is, I'm in my house. And then the walls morph and we realize she is watching that contortionist shadowy killer in someone else's house. Yeah. And this guy now, looks like he's wearing a trench coat and has like really long, like ring long hair. Yeah, over there, over, over his face, right? Creepy face. Um, his feet are backwards. That's creepy. And like his hands don't seem to match up. So he's like, yeah, there's a lot of contortionist body movement thing. There's definitely normally you hate, but did you, what, did they justify it in this for you? Be, no, because okay? I'm not against the contortionist stuff, but when you do that stupid stutter step drop frame thing, which they did a couple times, but not a lot. And you do see the, I think you see this killer pretty clearly a lot at the beginning. Yeah. And it's shot and the movement is such that you can't get a good beat on it. And the lighting, I thought the lighting was yeah. great too, because it was one of those, I'm going to show you just enough that you're going to want to see more, but you also don't feel like, well, you show me the creature in the first five minutes of the movie. So there's no more reveal there. That's definitely not the case here, but there's definitely, but, I think it's definitely, they're playing that like, that's the thing is I was watching this and immediately it was like, well, that's the killer. And they obviously have a psychic link. Okay. Well, oh, well yeah. <laughs> like like all like already I was I was very confused. I was like they're really laying down their cards pretty oh, fast. Oh no, I cuz so that happens, right? And they have a psychic link and well, I'm immediately he like kills okay. The woman though, right? Let's let's So when he this, kill, but before he, he kills, kills the, the woman, there's a we know that the oh, when the when the doctor walked into that murder room in the first scene, an old-timey radio starts staticking, and then you hear like a, a monster demon voice saying, I'm going to kill you all. And it's, you yeah. understand that that's Gabriel using those radios and the electricity that she's in implied earlier. Yeah. We now, in present day, we now have that doctor, clearly an older version of that doctor in her house, gets a phone call, and she picks it up, and he's like, Dr. Ellis, or whatever her name is, like, Dr. Ellis, time to cut the cancer out. She goes, hello? Who is this? And I'm like, Get the fuck out of How here. How often do you did you say that in your career that you've forgotten? Like 
every time she has to cut out a cancer, it's that dramatic. <laughs> like, it's also a creepy murder voice that she only theoretically heard one other time, and it was in a room filled with dead bodies before she exercised some sort of monster. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how often was that her normal workday where she can't, like, or it's even her regular day because she, like, she wasn't like, I'm at home slash retired. Why are why are you a demon monster calling me here? She's who is this? What what is this yeah. about? Obviously, like, she shouldn't have forgotten who what Gabriel was. Also I couldn't get over that. That was my favorite also, part of the favorite worst part of the movie. Would not wouldn't you keep tabs? You'd know exactly where that monster was. You're like, oh hey, uh that that thing from the beginning of the movie, I, I obviously have a file that says where he lives now. So well, I assume that they like cut out the cancer, whatever it was theoretically killing that creature is what i thought either killed it or it was better i was assuming that they cut the cancer out like at this point in the movie i'm already assuming they cut the cancer out and the, yep. the remaining good part was the girl the, the main character and that's why they're related and i thought they threw the cancer in the garbage and the cancer is this shadowy killer whether it's paranormal oh, you, yeah, or you, not you thought it was a conjoined twin thing well like immediately yeah my wife's like she's the killer right like she's blacking out she's the killer i'm like obviously but i don't know how they're doing it <laughs> Well, also, wow. it does a good job at this point. So this, the, the shadow monster creature, whatever, is in this doctor's house at night. And our main character, Madison, is watching her through some sort of psychic link. And the, 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 the monster grabs this, like, very lethal looking statue award thing and beats her to death with it. And it's hardcore. Beats her as fucking blood and hair yeah, flying congratulations everywhere. Congratulations right? for being a good doctor. Here's a weapon to murder you. Yeah, later. be careful. <laughs> um, but like, can you I, imagine if the Oscars were just a giant spike? It was like, here you go. Hope I think the movie does a party. really good job of not yet showing you if this killer is a creature, is supernatural, or is, you know, natural. And I think there's some things that kind of blur the lines. Like they definitely have it like an alien coming down from the ceiling a couple yeah. of times, but okay. It theoretically could be done. It abducts somebody out of the sewers. Who's giving a, um, a tour Seattle of like the underground tour. Seattle, so, which is a real thing. This is crazy. Yeah. I had to look this up. Cause I was like, wait, what? Apparently Seattle was a city. And as the city got older, they're like, guys, we could either bulldoze this city and build a new one or just build on top of the old one. And people are like, let's do that. That sounds easier. Less bulldozing. So like the only person who wasn't on board with that was bulldozer Joe. So he was sad, <laughs> but everyone else was like, build it right on top. So yeah, apparently yeah. Seattle, if you go underground into like the sewers, there's literally the old city is just there. And you can take tours of it. And I was like, what? And I had to look this up. And I was like, holy shit, there's an entire just underground city I there. I think the people who lived in my house before that were from Seattle because they did the same thing with my kitchen. They just put <laughs> two different new floors on top of old floors. There's just like layers of floors. <laughs> See? And it, and it works, I guess. Bulldozer Joe Bulldozer strikes Joe. again. So sad. So, yeah. But it, it abducts a woman. And it's a creepy and, scene because like the lights yeah. go out. It's like, do, 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 do. And she like goes down. And you're like, oh, she can't she put together a male yeah. and a female end of an extension cord. You know, electronics and extension cords don't work. Oh, oh, oh. Matt doesn't know how to plug his mic back in now. Um, I, it was hilarious. It was funny. And but I think good. they did it well because yes. she goes down the hall and then turns the light on. And I expected him to be like two inches from her face. Right. Nope. And she like, oh, okay, nothing's here. And she walks down, then boom, gets her. She wakes up like tied to a ceiling or something. Yeah, duct taped in, in to like, like, an, like a, an eve of a house. Like a a, it looks like an attic, attic right? It yeah. looks like a inside. It's definitely a triangular room and she's taped at an angle. 
So the movie proceeds. We get to see some cool murders. Um, our main character, every time a murder happens, she sees the like the the room changes, and she's paralyzed and watches this happen in like this psychic link thing. Um, then things start getting weird because the cops are like, "You're killing these people, aren't you?" And she's like, "No, how could you possibly think that?" And then even at one point, one of the cops is down in the sewer looking for shit, and creepy killer guy with the long hair shows up and he's fighting him and mm-hmm. like escapes like he kicks this guy's ass almost so he's like well it's definitely not her and her sister's pretty cute i'm into that shit so um i think she's innocent and then they go to her house to be like okay we think you're innocent we buy it the hypnotizer yeah the hypnotizer and they like try to they and they try to get her to like reveal things. Oh, I think it's like revealing stuff about her past and Gabriel yeah. and shit like that. Because while they're trying to figure out who the killer is, she's trying to figure out who Gabriel is because she's having these psychic link mm-hmm. moments. Um, and I guess we can tell that beat in a moment. But while just when they're about to leave, the roof collapses in and the woman who was kidnapped from the sewer falls through the ceiling and is in her living room. And alive. the woman who was kidnapped... We've seen her stuck to the wall yeah. while the killer creature, whatever, yeah, is like, making this trophy into a stabby weapon. Yeah. So, like, we know that the creature has brought the the tour woman, who we don't really know. We don't know anything yeah. about her. He, he, he brought her back to his lair, ostensibly, right? Which is the main character's house. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And it, it, that, I thought that was one of the coolest scenes in the movie where... They're literally like the the detectives and stuff after being um, hypnotized, and she freaks out during the hypnotism. So they bring her back, and it's like, oh, well, that was crazy. All right, we're all leaving. And as they're walking away, this woman frees herself. We see the woman in the creature's lair fall to the floor. She starts to walk, and then she falls through the floor of where she is, and it cuts to where all the other characters are, and she falls from the ceiling. So it's it was her attic, which is fucking cool. So immediately, I love it. We were like, "Oh, so she was the killer the whole time." And the cops were like, "Oh, so even though I just got my ass kicked by this crazy long-haired dude, you're the killer now." They no questions asked. So they do that. Um, in between all this, her sister's trying to like figure out what's going on, and they go and visit her mother, and they find this like VHS tape, and she's like, "Do you remember who Gabriel was?" And like, "Yeah, that was your imaginary friend." They're like, "What?" And they show this like birthday tape where she's being a little shit kid. And she's like, Gabriel told me to do it. That's Gabriel's fault. And like you get some flashbacks and some VHS exposition where she's like talking on a little phone and she's like, no, I don't want to kill my mommy. That'd be mean. I'd, I'd get in trouble if I did that. Gabriel, stop it. So like Gabriel's been talking to her for a long time. Right. Right. So, Are you asking for me? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, So it's creepy, you know, and that's creepy. And. You know, you find out that like she was almost like killed her mom in bed with her while she was pregnant with her sister. It's like, oh, and this is an adoptive scary. mom. We've we've mm-hmm. known that this is an adoptive mom. So her she's real been mom adopted died. And she's like, where did you get my sister from? And she's like, oh, creepy, insane asylum. Oh, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> so the sister goes to the creepy, insane asylum, as you do. Which just like she just walks in. I mean, Matt. You and I have done a little urban exploring. I've been, I've actually been in a couple insane asylums, and I guess I also, I think old abandoned ones, yeah. and I did just walk in, but I guess I wanted more buildup in the movie. I mean, you did just walk in, but it was more exciting than that. <laughs> like, it felt exciting. <laughs> How about to that? us, yeah. But so, like, she gets down there, she's like, oh, the records department in the basement, obviously. She goes down there. There's all the records that you could ever want. They just left them there. And she starts looking through all the Why are you incredulous to that? Literally the hospital I've been in, the abandoned hospital I went to, all the records are just there. Did you look up and see about my imaginary friend? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> They're just all there. So she's, she finds out about Gabriel and she finds all these like x-rays and weird shit. And it's like, oh, Gabriel <laughs> was her conjoined twin. What? Technically, it's not a conjoined twin, but well, it's a they tumor. go into it. They explain yeah. it. Yeah. It's a parasitic. It's not, yeah. It's a parasitic tumor growing off her brain. And they show a picture of this thing and it's literally growing out the back of her brain with like little hands. And you realize at the beginning of the movie that it was little hands. Um, that that was the thing. And you're like, oh my God, is that what they cut off of her? We cut back to the police station and Madison, the main character, is in like a holding cell with cartoon hookers from a 70s movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like an exploitation <laughs> film, uh, including yeah. Foxy Brown, like literally Foxy literally Brown. Literally a Foxy Brown and like tr yeah, uh, sorry, <laughs> cartoon sex workers. They, they're, they're, they're just cartoon characters that they saw in other movies. <laughs> and it's one of those like best behavior jails where like they throw you in the cell and they're like all right no one's going to be down here or listening to you or anything just yeah, don't kill yeah. each other okay <laughs> all right all you ladies in this you cell promise? i don't want anybody to beat anybody up or rape anybody or like do any like nefarious shit okay we're gonna put this like skinny little white girl who clearly is girl next door in with all of you casting call people <laughs> from just fucking main central casting yeah play nice we'll be upstairs it's like, it's like it's literally every prostitute you've seen in a background of any movie at a cop station. Like literally the ones from Mario Brothers are there. You got Foxy Brown. You got one from like, like Roadhouse is there. Like they're all in this movie. And they immediately are like, hey, Chicky Poo, you want us to kick your ass for no reason? And she's like, oh, no, don't care. I don't yeah. want any trouble. Yeah. And they keep well, it's going to cost you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you brought up. A roll of quarters because I'm going to beat you with it. Like, like literally, they're just giving her a hard time for no reason. So they start beating her up. And while this is happening, it's like cutting back and forth with her sister discovering about Gabriel. And it's like, oh, they didn't. We discovered this tumor thing is like in the back of her head. Yeah. A giant thing. It's like a little creature yeah. in the back of her head with arms sticking out. And it's like, we didn't remove it. We just cut it down and made it dormant. And then, as much of, and they literally show like they cut a bunch of it off. They exercise the arms out of it. Yeah, cut. The but then they like pushed off. it back into her head. Yep, and covered it like like a jack in the box with pieces of her skull. They just put the skull back down. Yep. And the moment you discover this, it cuts back to the jail cell, and she starts going and like freaking out. Spins around, grabs the back of her head, peels it open. And a little face pops out, and you're like, holy shit, yeah, this just it's movie, pretty fucking cool. This movie just dialed up to 11. And, like, up until this point, I've been like, this movie's fine, but I don't, like, I don't love it. And suddenly I was like, oh, my God, movie, did you? Just, did we just fall in love? Did this just happen? <laughs> Peels open his, her head, and a little face pops out, and she immediately starts, like, matrixing the shit out of these sex workers in the jail cell and murders all of them fucking backwards like it's running awesome. backwards kicking their ass backwards and you realize the whole movie it has been her but she's been in like some sort of fugue state coma watching while her backwards head demon kills people right so you're hearing that essentially when shithead husband smacked her head against the wall it was the back of her head up. which yeah. woke him up woke gabriel up and now what gabriel's been able to do is when gabriel wants to take over he puts Madison into like a trance where she thinks she's living her own life. So she thinks she's in bed visualizing these other things, but really yeah. she's actually there doing it just yep. with Gabriel's in control. So she kills all of the, the entire holding cell, right? Oh, and yeah. a cop comes down for the last person. 
who she uses as a human shield as he sticks his arm through the fence, uh, through the gate, the, the jail and is shooting. She is able to kill him and grab his arm, break his arm, take the gun, all that other stuff, get his keys. And then, and this is not my words. I read this in, in a, another review slash criticism. She then John wicks the entire police station by like flipping over desks, running up walls. Yeah, and she just destroys everybody. Is this malignant tumor murder? He's John Wick. Yeah, yeah. And Which doesn't really make sense. They don't really explain why he's good at killing, yeah. but like, all right. How is she been, has she been training while she's pregnant? Because I don't know about you, Matt, but like, I don't think you get stronger. Kate wasn't when you doing get parkour. Yeah. Kate wasn't running up walls while she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. When you're pregnant, you have to do a lot of rest. And like, it kind of takes a lot out of you because, you know, another being is like sapping the life out of you. Yeah, but then like the next day, Amanda was karateing all over the house <laughs> after the baby the was out. precinct. Yeah, it's it's stupid, but it's amazing. Like shot it well, it looks cool. It's a fun scene. It is a great like John Wick slaughterhouse of a moment. And they're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? The the police officers are like, oh, we got to find her. And the sister shows up, and she's like, I've solved the whole mystery. Uh, it's Gabriel. It's controlling her, and they're going after the woman who's in a coma from the sewer that he kidnapped that fell through her roof. Uh, and I know who that is. And they're like, oh God, who is it? And they're like, it's our mother, her mother, her original, original birth, birth mother. mother. And they're like, oh God. So they show up there and, you know, the mm. cops are trying to stop him and he beats him up, but doesn't kill him. And then he's going to kill the sister. And then through that awesome moment in movies when like the two people are like, no, stop. And it's like an internal monologue. She basically makes him go to sleep again and traps him in her head. I think it's a cool thing. There's, he he um Gabriel ends up killing the sister point blank and is about to like yeah. win the day. I knew what was happening, but um Madison switched the tables on Gabriel and made Gabriel think that what he was doing was real yep. when in fact she was in control and was was stopping him from doing those things. Yeah. So he sa- she saves the sister, she pushes herself, she pushes Gabriel back in. Right. And she I read a review that I didn't notice when it happened. But at the end, Gabriel calls her Madison when her birth name was Emily, I think, which is what he'd been calling her all movie. So at the end, he does. He does call her Madison, which is supposed to show that, like, she recognizes that she's in control again. Right. But and then they roll credits and there's a post credit sequence where is this a. Is this a joke? Because I didn't see it. No, no. There's a post-credit sequence where the cops arrest her anyway and be like, "Um, that's you on all these videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I murdering every <laughs> single cop in this room. I mean, backwards, but it's impressive. But you're still going to jail forever right. if we don't kill you first. So that's how that ends. <laughs> I thought the same thing because I was like, well, where does she go from here? Right. No. So th- there was no post-credit scene. Just kidding. Anybody you who's scare like, me because I look. Yeah. But. The movie ends with like her and her sister hugging in the mom's hospital room, right? Is the mom is the mom dead or is mom okay? We don't know. I, I don't forget. Remember. I forget. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But I remember the camera does pull back to show you like what's essentially an establishing shot of the room. But in doing that, there is a desk lamp in the extreme foreground. And it flickers. And well, you hear a noise that mm-hmm. sounds like a halogen lamp turning on. Mm-hmm. But I watched that shit three times and did not see any electronic thing visually change. Did you? Cause like, I thought the lamp was supposed to flicker, but I want, and I mean, Amanda, my wife was gone. She walked in literally as that last pullback shot happened. So I thought maybe because I looked at her real quick, 
I didn't see the light flicker, but I Why rewound it, it twice. The sound was there. But that, that was supposed to be like, Gabriel's fucking with that lamp. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Why not? Right. Even if it did flicker, it sometimes there's faulty wiring. Like, you're just supposed to be like, oh, or oh. Well, I just, know. I it, to me, it was an interesting choice that they didn't do the flicker. They just did the noise. Because, like, the noise we associate... We associate Gabriel's noise with a radio, not with a light. Why wouldn't they have had the, the, the radio flicker? That would have made more sense. Or the radio have a sound. To have the light make a you're, sound doesn't make sense. You're really asking In a science. lot of sense for a movie that makes no sense. <laughs> but here's the Let's thing. Let's fair. So, so, so we have a giant big budget, big Hollywood movie with nobody in it. But like, is it terrible? Or is it the fact that it's terrible actually makes it great? Like, Literally, I didn't like people were texting me. They're like, oh, McLean, did you watch this movie? Yeah. And I was like, man, everybody wants me to watch this movie. And I'm watching it and about two thirds into the movie until she rips her skull open. I'm like, I mean, it's fine. But why is everybody like, you got to watch it? And then I was like, by the time the tumor popped out the back of her head, I was like, this is why people think I need to watch this movie. So and this is right. interesting. And it did kick it into high gear, more of like a, yeah. a sci-fi horror action movie mm-hmm. at that point. It was just balls to the wall at that point. But I thought the I thought the beginning, the first half roughly, was a decent horror movie. Like yeah. the horror scenes were horrific. Like they built it up. Mm-hmm. There was enough violence and gore and um, mm-hmm. scares that made it feel like it was of the horror genre. It didn't fall into the pitfalls that I per and this is me, but I personally have for horror. It didn't do cheap scares. It didn't do nonstop jump scares with loud sounds that just yell at you. I thought it really did a good job of like, here's a scene where we, the audience, know this man is being targeted by Gabriel and he's walking around his hotel room and Gabriel is going to kill him in this scene for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But we know that he doesn't. So there's a lot of like him walking into a closet. We're like, oh, he's going to get it. A couple things happen in the closet, but nothing. Then he comes they, back down and under the bed. Where, like somebody's about to flip on a light and you're like, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And he's not there. And I was like, that's, but it's good. That's good filmmaking because good, that's yeah. a good way to, to, to amp up that tension and you yeah. get there. And then they, by not him not being there, you let your guard down. Then the character turns around again or turns around two times and then it's there. That's, that's good. I, I, I like that. Very so effective. Yeah. When Rumi told me he had seen this movie and I thought he was talking about the Disney live action movie, uh, he had said, I said, is it good? And he said something like, well, I liked one third of it. Yeah. And, I didn't I didn't want more information than that so I didn't ask a follow up but I didn't know if that meant the other two thirds you didn't like or it was a, if it was the one third was a different part of the movie so honestly when I watched it I wasn't sure which part you liked because I thought the first half was a good horror movie it's it was good. not special it was not worth that's the thing anything. it's not it wouldn't have stood out to me until a tumor pops out the back of her head and she kills people backwards. Like literally that cranked it into such a high gear for me, like high fives all around. Like sure, I was, sure. I, w- I was immediately giddy. Like this movie just was like, it cranked it up. And again, the movie is good enough to stand on its own, but this just dialed that up to like an insane. See, but level. I think, and I think a lot of people feel this way, that at that point it jumps ship and changes to something different so hard that it lost people. I didn't feel that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, wouldn't have I, thought you felt that way, but no. I also could have imagined you or someone being like, the movie was take, taking itself and its subject matter pretty seriously, and it was going along in this way until that tumor pops out of her head and is out of the back of her head. Yeah. 
it was very on the level. After that, it was like almost like a supervillain type so movie. This is this is this reminded me of like a Henan Letter film, like Basket Case. Where sure. Like most of the movie, it's like, oh, that guy has a weird basket and people are dying, and then like just at a certain point, you're like, Belial pops up and it's this fucking <laughs> crazy basket monster murdering the shit out of people. And once the basket monster shows up, it's balls to the wall weirdness. Um, this reminded me of that big time. But you know what this really reminded me of? And you just saw this movie, and because you saw it, I watched it. Edge Maleficent. of the Axe. Oh, yeah? This is Edge of the Axe. Yes. Yeah. I keeps killing people. You don't know who it is. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, it was you the whole time. And they're like, no, 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 it wasn't me. It's like, yeah, you were crazy, and you're just getting revenge on all the people who were in the hospital with you, all the doctors and nurses. That's the plot of Edge of the Axe. You think James Wan watched Edge of the Axe and was like, that's a good movie, He's but like, you know what's missing? Yeah. <laughs> Brain tumor monster. You know what would make true. this movie perfect? Yeah, Edge of the Axe was missing a tumor and monster. He was talking to his roomie, and his roomie was like, Brain tumor monsters, right? He's like, yeah. But then a giant Matrix action scene where the brain brain monster kills everybody in everybody. the scene. Which um, is like, it's true, it was missing that, but what a weird, weird choice to make. And I will say this, I don't care if that it, it works it works for me i think it worked for you i wouldn't care if it didn't work i think the movie is great because it said fuck it i'm gonna do something that i want to do i am not a conjuring part seven i'm not fast seven mm-hmm. these are all movies that james Wan directed i am not saw seven i'm all i am my own thing i am a new thing and you haven't seen anything like this before so props to even if it sucked for doing it sticking to your guns and making the movie you want to make because uh, you know we have enough sequels and this could so, be its own thing i mean you just said sequels so whatever <laughs> you just said that it was great yeah scale from one to ten what would you say oh, so this is why this movie is so brilliant right this is why it's so brilliant if i think about it i'm like you know it's a solid six for me but then i'm like wait but if it's like less than that is it a shitty movie and if mm. it's a shitty movie, it's a great shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to kind of categorize it, right? It Even in how good it is. So how not good it is. Is it a good movie? Well, it's well done. And I think I think if this movie was made shittier, it would be like hands down, like, holy shit, did you guys see fucking movie? Sure. Like if it was shot on shitty film and straight out of the seventies, this movie would be a gem. People would be like, You have to see this movie. Like this would be on my list of like like gems that people nobody saw but like will time be kinder to this film like as it goes on will it have a cult following because like oh my god have you seen this movie it's like a radar sleeper great horror movie or is it just going to fade away and it's like the worse it is the better it is but like the better it is does that make it good i don't know like that's the thing right as a shitty movie it's great well that's as as it is like i watched it by myself and i think you know and i think our listeners who have listened for a while know I will watch shitty movies like shitty movie Sunday movies by myself and I will make the jokes out loud as if there's people sitting next to me and I will laugh at my own. I mean, I laugh at my own jokes all the time, but like if someone says something dumb, I will, I will make my joke verbally and say it. I didn't do that with this. It was more serious. However, this is shitty movie Sunday fodder all over it. It would be a well, I think that's what it is. It's a well-made film. The acting is a little silly. Some of the direction of the acting is a little silly. The concept gets very silly. However, it is filmed in such a way, it is presented and put together in such a way that gives all of those other lesser things 
some credibility almost, you know? Yeah. But it would work for sure for shitty movie Sunday, but it worked by myself. Now, I watched this with an interesting thought in my head the whole time. And then I, well, let me explain. So before I saw it, I saw the headline of an article that said, um, what's the movie's called? Maleficent? Maleficent, <laughs> Malignant is a great practical joke, but is it a good movie? And I saw that before I saw the movie, but I didn't read the article. So I knew going into it that there was going to be some sort of flip or reveal or something. And watching it the whole time, I knew the girl and Gabriel were together and that Gabriel was that monster. I didn't expect that thing to be in the back of her head like it was. So that was like a cool reveal. Yeah. And I didn't expect... I mean, at a certain point, I knew she was involved with the killings, but I didn't know that she was walking backwards and doing that. I thought that was a good enough reveal, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like it was a I see dead people moment. I didn't feel like it was a, a cheap thing where at the end of the movie, you're like, but it was all a dream. Like yeah. Krampus. We've talked about Krampus. I don't like that, that the whole movie ends and they're like, but none of that really existed. And you're but, like, but that's... For, for me, that's I'm what like, happens that's, in the Christmas Carol, Rumi. That's exactly what happens in a Christmas Carol. But that's a different. You can make the argument a different deal. But like when a movie like there are there are you can agree with me, at least that there are things that a movie can do that you would consider cheap. You're like, that's sure. not really fair. It's all a dream can be very cheap. Uh, yeah, there, there could be. A, and this movie was tightrope walking on all these pitfalls right. on all sides. I was waiting for them to say with. that this whole thing was her dream, Abigail, or oh, was that her name? No, Abigail? Madison. Madison. Madison's dream, I thought maybe she was still in that same hospital, but she was just playing this whole thing out in her head, the whole thing, and that that was going to be revealed at the end, because I feel like that would be dissatisfying, and I can understand why someone would say that's a practical joke, but not a good filmmaking technique. <laughs> but as it stands... I didn't think it was like a giant, oh my goodness, reveal. It wasn't like a Luke's father reveal. And it also wasn't anything cheap. It was something that I think a lot of us kind of saw some of it coming, if not uh, yeah. exactly saw it. I did not. So I don't know I what practical never, joke it is. I would have never guessed in a million years that it was going to pop out the back of her head. Correct. Right. I knew that she was somehow, they were somehow one in the same whether she was doing the killing and just had him in her head or like some like i i could see it coming a mile away that she was the one involved sure yeah 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 never in a million years it was a wild twist and stupid what a what a dumb <laughs> but the stupider but it is the fun more, stupid yeah the more i like it because they just were like yeah. fuck it now we're having fun and the, yeah the dumber it is the more i like it if it was made shittier i think i would like it even more it's <laughs> which is like well then is it stupid or is it kind of brilliant in a way that's like hey you know who's gonna like this movie two dumb podcasters <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly i was like and literally i have like four texts and people are like oh dude malignant you're gonna love it malignant you're gonna love it people are like have you seen malignant and and yes it was made for me because literally i'm the i'm the person who's like you know what this movie needs a gremlin to pop out the back of somebody's skull. And yeah, just, a tremor, like a trick skull tremor. I saw a lot of people comparing it to um, Galeos, the Italian sort of thriller movies, and I could see that in the sense that the acting's weird. It makes no sense, and there's a guy with like a knife stabbing the shit out of people. Um, yeah, there are certain aspects that I think having it a thriller doesn't immediately be like, oh, you know, Italian uh, Italian Galeo movies. Galeo, how how are we saying it these days? 
like you have this like this. You gotta go. Galileo, 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 Figaro. All right. So let me ask you this, because I went back after watching the movie. I went back and read that article that called it a practical joke. Yeah. And that writer agreed with a lot of what we're saying about how it started this way and then went to crazy place. He specific. He said, I think he said he or she said it was like at that turn in the police station, it was like garbage pail kids meets John wick, I think is what they said, which is pretty apt and a great, a great <laughs> visual and illustration of that. Right. Um, but, I wish garbage pail kids killed a bunch of people in one, <laughs> in the third act that movie in that movie sucks. Like that is one of those. I haven't seen it in forever. Oh, but my wife and I watched it and it was mm, shitty movie gold because it is, it's so bad. And as a shitty movie starts to stop working, it's so bad. You're like, I am <laughs> like bored. it spins off its own axis. Yeah. Like I am bored with how bad it is. Like early on, you're like, this is so bad. I'm so entertained. And then suddenly by the end, you're just like, oh, can we get to the credits? Cause I am, I am exhausted and bored with how bad this is. It's <laughs> terrible. Wow. So you, know, you need to, you need to put that in as a special. I'll, I'll check movie. it. It's so I'll terrible. check it. It's this really- this article, though, said that at that point, yeah. some people were just lost because it turned bonkers. So like, OK, I can understand <laughs> that. But I think that they also said that they were talking about James Wan as a filmmaker in general and about how a lot of his horror movies up until this point, he's really good at crafting a scene where he subverts your expectations, where He's making it like we said about the underground scene. You're making it so you think she's going to get that light on and the killer's going to be right there. That's what we think horror movies do because they do. Yeah. Then they do it and the lights come on and it's not there. But he scares you from another direction right after. And that the movie was uh, I'm putting words in the reviewer's mouth, but the movie was kind of saying that that was like James Wan's signature move. And that as a Mike, a macrocosm, this movie is that. Yeah. Because the whole thing, it feels just like a slasher movie with a slightly paranormal twist where she could see what's happening. Yeah. But at a certain point, he comes at you from a completely different angle that you did theoretically did not see coming. This is the equivalent so, of a little brain tumor jumping out at knee level and going, arf, 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 arf. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's, yeah, to put even more words in the view, reviewer's mouth. But yeah, I think that's what it is. And I think... The reviewer was saying, will this stand the test of time? Because that's a very James Wan stamp, they were saying. And it's like when you have a movie or another piece of media and you put a very um, um, topical soundtrack to it or reference in it, and it immediately dates your film forever. That film is associated or will always be tied to that time frame. The reviewer that I was, that I'm, I'm, shittily paraphrasing was saying is this movie going to be that like in 10 10 years will this movie have any efficiency at all will it be effective at all because right now it works because of the way horror movies like james wan's work we as the audience understand what's to be expected and when tumor fucking pops out the back and changes the course of the movie that in and of itself is the scare and the and the the wow moment of the movie Whereas in 10 years, if horror kind of is in a different place, it might not be as, as effective, which I thought was interesting. I don't know that I agree with it, but I think it's an interesting thought. Who wrote thought. this article? Do you have this article nearby? I think it was Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm looking up review malignant. It's like malignant is a cancer on his horror film resume. And here's another one. Malignant James Wan's film is a triumph in horror in, in subverting expectations. And it's like, what? And you're so right. It totally, it totally subverts expectations. And I think people at a certain point are either like, I'm out or are super in. Do you remember? You want me to send you this article? It's for, for reference. It's called Malignant is a Great Practical Joke, but is it a good movie? And it's by Tom Ryman, R E I M A N N. Yeah, it's I on Collider. Okay. So here, here's another. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, please send it to me. Do you remember Crank 2 and the moment they turn into giant kaiju monsters and battle it out <laughs> on a tiny city? And like. Rumi. If you and I never see a movie again together, I will always remember watching that specific movie, that specific scene with you. Always. Tell them what happened. So if, if you guys have ever seen Crank, it's about uh, that, what's his name, actor? Um, Jason Statham. What is his name? Jason Statham gets injected with a poison and he's got to keep his antidote. It's speed, but inside he, he's got to keep his, his um, heart, heart rate above yeah. something. So he, through taking drugs and shocking himself and having sex, he goes in this revenge, awesome action movie revenge thing. Crank 2 is essentially the same thing, but he's got a pacemaker. The movie at some point gets into him and another guy fighting each other in a power plant. And he's kind of in a drug or medical weird fucking induced haze. And they turn into giant kaiju with really giant paper mache fake looking heads. And they're fighting in this like power station for no reason. Like, I think it's supposed to be like you're supposed to be feeling a little bit of his crazy psychosis, weird visuals that is happening at the moment. Yeah. But it didn't like you didn't need to be kaiju smashing a fucking thing. But when that happened, (laughs) Rumi, it was me, Rumi and Barry. Rumi turned and looked at me and went, put up his hand for a bro high five because and that there i've never had a more satisfactory high five in my life it's <laughs> it's incredible right yeah i'm looking at pictures of it it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah they have goofy faces they look so ridiculous and the movie's full of this shit it's so over to the top that they were like fuck it let's go all the way over the top and we were in a movie theater and literally people were walking out at that moment, people were like, no. Yeah. Rumi was high-fiving me to the point where he ostracized our other friend because our other friend was like, I can't believe that he would high-five in a movie theater. I was like, are you kidding? That's oh. fucking, that's the essential Rumi right there. When I was in fucking Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and goddamn Darth Vader starts chopping the shit out of people, <laughs> I turned to this little kid next to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, shit, And he was there for it. He was like, yeah, my wife. Is that true? Yes. That really happened. You high fived a kid you don't a kid you don't know. Yeah, I Kate turned to me for the high five, and I immediately turned to the kid next to me. I was like, "Right here, buddy," and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> boom," because we were losing. But our he lives. wasn't like your cousin or anything. You didn't know him. I didn't. Okay, first of all, when that kid sat down next to me, I was like, "Uh, uh, there's plenty of room here. You do not need to be sitting next to me, kid." But he was cool, so. It's all right. <laughs> he thought the same thing about you. He's like, oh, I got to sit next to this old man. But right now, somewhere, he's having a stupid little YouTube review. Hey, guys, smash that subscribe button. I was sitting next to the old man in Rogue One. I thought he was a creepo, but then he turned around and touched me, and I was like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> High five. <laughs> um, yeah, Crank Crank 2 is, is ridiculous, but, like, fuck it, man. If you're going to go that balls to the wall and switch it up hardcore, like, you're either going to have your audience that you want sure. to see it, or they're going to hate it. And at this point, you're like, fuck it. I'm cranked too. 
I already made my money. I don't give a shit if there's a crank. Well, even me. if like, and we've talked about movies that have done something like this before, where they they took Shoot a stand for yep. whatever it is. But like, you take a stand, even if I don't like it, I got to give you credit for yep. saying, you know what, I'm doing this my way. But let mm -hmm. me ask you because I thought this was an interesting point in this article that I just referenced. Do you think that this is topical? Like, do you think in another five or ten years? This might not work as well or as bad, depending on how you look at it, because horror as a genre will change, like the conventions of this movie. Like if you think of it this way to like dull it to, to dull it down, to sim simplify it, the beginning of this movie works a certain way, right? Where there's a killer, the killer is you know killing, there's police chasing the killer. There's a protagonist that is somehow involved with the killer, but we don't blame her, but the police are chasing her as well. And the scenes are crafted in such a way where, like you said, you're looking over here for the scare. You know there's a scare coming, but he does a good enough job of sneaking that scare in the back door. Do you think that the second half of that movie wouldn't work or maybe would work better if that first half is different in filmmaking? Well, I will say this. Good horror movies, well-crafted horror movies don't get old. If it's sure. well done, it's well done. And the twist will always work because... Even if you see it coming, it cranks it up to 11 and you get a sweet action scene. I don't necessarily see myself being like, every Halloween, malignant, but every Halloween, mm -hmm. I pop in the Blob remake because right, that movie, right. the second I saw it was like, yes, over and over again, I will watch this anytime I can. Like, Yeah, they're, they're, I get that. Like, why isn't this an instant classic? I think it's an instant like, damn, People should check this out, especially if you're into a, a twist that goes bong. If you're into the crank it up to 11 moment. But like, I will probably watch this again. I'll probably watch it several times. I'll, I will probably show it to people. But this isn't like a every Halloween I need to watch this movie now. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't, I'm going to probably... This is like one of those like... It? That's my thing. Will I buy it? I mm. probably will because it'll be good for shitty movie, if nothing else. And if I buy the physical media the replay value will be there for shitty movie viewings. Yeah. Like you said, not every Halloween, but maybe once in a while. And I really want to see the special features because I read a lot about it. It was really hard for them to cast some of these roles to find a woman who is an actor and also has like a conscious tumor that also was an actor Yeah, where both the woman and the, the, the tumor could work together in a way to create this, these two characters. And she was in SAG, but the tumor is not. So they had to Taff Hartley. Taff Hartley because yeah. of Gabriel. Was, yeah. um, and, and this was his first time on camera, actually. So big props to, to Gabriel. Which is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, they found like it was puppeteers and contortionists and it looked good. Yeah, it, it, lo it definitely looked good. And I the give them props because cool. even even when I was like, I think it's cool that his feet are on backwards and his hands aren't uh, aren't going the right direction. I thought that was a cool choice for a creature. I mm -hmm. never in a million years was like, it's her backwards. Right. Same with me. Same with me. <laughs> and I thought that was a cool. I thought that was a good thing because it was one of those like. I think you and I both, and probably most people know, she's got something to do with it. She's yep. got something to do with Gabriel from Obviously, the beginning of the movie, right? Like, yeah. there's something more there. But and I, I gotta say too. I still say that um, it follows and it follows is probably my favorite horror movie of the last 20 years. Maybe I'd have to really think about it before I sign something saying that, but I really liked it follows and it was for the little things. I yeah, know, but right. in this movie, I thought the scariest part was 
when she's doing her laundry and she starts to have a freak out and she sees a she's op- she opens up her laundry machine and it's got a, a side facing door yeah, a clear, clear door, door yeah. and there's an older woman hiding behind that looking at her screw there at her, yeah. and she's scared gets scared and she falls backwards that woman's like get out of my house and she yells back this is my house and at that point this is the first vision that she's had like that so we as the audience are not used to the convention that the movie then uses where we understand that this is something that's happening elsewhere that she can see. That's cool. But I was immediately like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of thing that like when I'm home alone and I maybe I'm a little bit more vulnerable feeling than normal. That's the kind of scary shit I think about where I'm like, what would I do right now if I literally saw someone walk by my backyard window? Fucking freak out. Yeah. And I'm like, Here's- I'm not worried about, you know, Jason. I'm not worried about a ghost, but like, what would I do if I saw humanite, uh, without a doubt, humanite form just walk by my back window right now? Here's and that's the shit that like I scare myself with. I will say critical. I don't think it needed the giant VFX transition to a different room. If they had just had her in her laundry room and she turns and there's the woman and then you cut back mm. and she's in a different room. I think that almost would have been more effective than the melting walls thing. And like, sure. you know, I'm a VFX artist. I, I, th- I thought that was really well done, but it was almost like too much. And mm. I think it was, like you said, really effective when it was subtle. And then like when the walls started melting, you're like, oh, what the fuck? I'm tripping balls. Like I, that was almost unnecessary to me. And again, is taking the movie in a direction that ultimately the walls melting and the transition and her being paralyzed isn't important to what's happening. It's important you that she sees it. But like we didn't, Ugh. it didn't need to be cranked up that high. Yes, for- it did. She's a sorceress. Maleficent is like a witch kind of like... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think I like when movies try this. And again, I say that, and then I think people, fans of the show, and people who know me know that I'm not a fan of *Dust Till Dawn*, which I think is the ultimate like, whoa, switcheroo. But that might just because because be because of like how over the top it goes. But at the same time, here I am advocating for that. So maybe I need to give that movie another shot. But I love it when that like, movie is so goddamn good. I can't believe that you don't like it. Um, like shoot so him up in the cool. first five minutes. He kills a guy with a carrot. People walk. I remember when we saw that. People walked out yeah. of the movie theater. They're like, nah. But again, taking a stance. Here we are. If you can't get on board with him killing a guy with a carrot, then you're not gonna like this movie. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's true, right? It's fucking great. You put um, the cards on the table. I thought it was good. I thought I really, really liked it, and it was yeah. For the me, more I and think this, about it, the more I like it. This is sad. But I think for me, in the last 20 years of horror, I judge a movie by the things it doesn't do. If you don't do these things that I hate, I like your movie more. So it's not like, did you do this effectively? Did you do this effectively? Did you do this effectively? That factors in. But to me, it's like, did you just fucking have a kill, you know, the scary thing out of nowhere, jump at the camera with a loud ass sound cue every time? If you do that too much, I don't care if you have everything else great. You you did that and it ruined it for me. It's like it's like dating. You're like super hot nerd girl who's into Star Wars and everything. You take me out for like a nice thing of sushi, but then you want to dance. I'm like, ugh, never mind. Check please. <laughs> Check please at this sushi that's, dance that's restaurant. You you have been <laughs> this sushi dance restaurant. You mean rock and roll sushi? Yeah, <laughs> I said that and I was like, there's one of those in town. <laughs> But I think that's because you've been through enough relationships with women or horror movies that sure. you know what you want. You know what mm-hmm. will make yeah, it yeah. A, a lasting relationship with a woman or a horror movie. 
you know what it is. So when you're watching a movie and it throws up these red flags, where as a teenager, you might be like, yeah, but she's still pretty hot. Like, <laughs> as an adult, you're like, no, that's a red flag. And it right. doesn't matter how hot the horror movie is. You know that it's going to, that that's just not going to do it for you. And right. I think also we, we slum it, Rumi. We watch shitty fucking horror movies a that's lot. True. So we're at the point where it's like, I can watch a super shitty horror movie and stick with it all the way. But I'll watch a, a horror movie with a budget and a studio and actors in it. And five minutes into it, be like, this yeah. sucks. And it's like, <laughs> why am I willing to watch, I don't know, some piece of shit? Sharktopus versus werewolf. Were- werewolf. I watched, what was it? Uh, the Hideous Sun Demon, which is like an old like yeah, yeah, 50s yeah. B movie, which was super fun and cheesy as shit. Why will I watch that whole movie knowing it's garbage? Because it can't let me down. That's why. There is mm. no way it can let me down it's already i'm already at the bottom it's already dragging me. i guess and this is also i was thinking this point but then i wasn't going to make it because i didn't think it was relevant but i think it's very relevant to malignant and no joke i keep looking to make sure i'm saying the right title and not maleficent as the joke title but um when you watch like the hideous sun sun was it sun demon or sun god sun but like whatever that is the first of all 50s are slightly different but when you and i watch shitty movies most of those movies are like listen the guy's going to kill someone with a carrot in the first couple minutes. Listen, this is you a mall. You can see all the scenes this, and the yeah, strings this is, from the yeah, spaceships. Yeah. This is a mall where the robots get hit by lightning and are going to kill everybody. Like, I'm telling you now <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> Chopping Mall doesn't have something happen halfway through where you're like, ah, it's nope. the same shit, right? Yeah. You know, any it's Halfway through any the movie... movie the robots like took off their helmets and it was a dude in there the whole time. Like, yeah. You, like, like, but like those movies are like, this is our deal. You know, chopping mall took itself seriously. It yeah. wasn't goofing around, but it's a good natured way that like you and I could watch that good nature joke around when you look at, uh, and I think because when you watch a movie like that, that is not trying to be the exorcist. It's not trying to be psycho chopping mall took itself seriously, but it was not trying to be Hitchcock. I think that your, I don't want to say expectations get go down, but you expect a different movie. When you here's, start here's, to watch yeah. a real okay. movie that has a budget and has yeah. actors, your expectations are a different place, which I think is why Malignant, and this is what I said about how I wasn't going to say that point, but Malignant is interesting because it starts off, for the sake of argument, real. This is real drama. We're presenting it very seriously. We're crafting these scenes like an actual movie. It got our expectations to a certain place. And again, mm-hmm. expectation might not be the right word, but it got our feelings for this movie and what we wanted to happen and our perception of the film to a certain place that when her skull opens up and her parasitic twin pops out and starts killing everybody, we don't know what the fuck to do with that, but we got to cheer, right? I mean, yeah. that's like the human thing to do. All right. I think here, that's an interesting here, way to think of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. That made me think about this. Here's a sports reference, Rumi. Didn't think I'd throw one of these in. When Everyone go, right now listening at home is like, wait, Matt knows about dating? And now everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. Aaron knows about sports. <laughs> I, I don't know the last time I watched a baseball game, but I will say this. When you go to a baseball game... <laughs> You expect them to try to get a touchdown every time, right? <laughs> you expect them to every time their ball thrown at them, they are trying to hit it as hard as they can, as far as they can, right? That is the like you expect them to do that. Mm. I think a lot of people, when they go to a movie, especially one that's in a theater, 
you're expecting it to swing for the fences and try and be best picture of the year god damn it mm-hmm. they're trying to be like i don't think that malignant i think they knew coming into it look we're not going to be the exorcist we're not swinging for the fences here we want you to have a good time and walk out of that movie theater either loving it or hating it but we're going to try our best it's like when we go see lucha Vavum. it's not good wrestling it's a good time though (laughs) they're not trying to pin each other they're not trying to win a belt they're just there to make you laugh and go woo yeah look they threw threw that guy into the crowd over Mm -hmm. the top rope like like it's cheesy but this movie took itself serious enough that you knew that it was going to be a good time and and (laughs) again the more i think about it the more i like it but you know i don't know what would what would make it into that next level for you what would take it into that i'm going to watch this every fucking halloween if there was a robot fight (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know i guess i i guess i think for me i I know exactly what it is go ahead i want the kills to sure but (laughs) no boobs are just no but i mean like like, everywhere (laughs) (laughs) we watched uh vampire circus a hammer horror vampire circus the other night and that movie has boobs everywhere (laughs) like enough that you were like guys i get it like (laughs) yes yeah i only have two eyes yeah um no, yeah sure but no the, the kills needed to be more memorable like set the sure. kills up better like yeah because they set up the scenes better but the kills are like stab 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 and then you're done mm-hmm. i i can't tell you but like when you think about a movie where the kill and the aftermath is super memorable mm-hmm. um i think that's the only thing that i think it's missing is like either show me the gore and it is pretty gory if i remember yeah. correctly it's pretty damn gory but like not in a way that is like oh damn right yeah i think that's true there's not a memorable gore sequence or kill sequence i agree with that for me i almost think if i was gonna watch them up better than they pay them off yeah if i was gonna watch it every halloween i think ultimately it would have to pick one of the two tones and genres that it's going for which sucks because that's kind of limiting and it should be able to do its own thing but to me it's like when i watch a halloween like when i watch my halloween movies or my october movies every year they either got to be good or they got to be bad and i can't because you're doing both you're scratching a very unique and different itch and it's not an itch that i have every year you know what i mean that's a very valid point yeah yeah yeah. i think and it's nothing against it it. like you said it's like this is a movie that took a chance did its thing and i enjoy it for that but i'm not I'm not going to enjoy it every Halloween, every year. It didn't scratch the first half of the horror movie. The thriller half didn't scratch any itches for me. It was just fine. It was like, fine. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Like if I put it on, I'm not disappointed, but it's not scratching that, you know, it's mm. not getting, getting the, the horror itch scratched. Whereas when it transforms into the other movie, that was scratching. Cause it's like, this is weird. I've never seen anything like it. Oh my God. He's balls to the wall going crazy, killing everybody. That was cool. Mm. That was really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't think the movie could have sustained that level the whole movie. Agreed. So, or it would have gotten the first 10 minutes of that would have been awesome. And then it just, we would have just been like, well, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. Very cool. Very interesting. I mean. I'm on board. You I, Would you recommend it to people? Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck, I would too. Fuck yes. But with the caveat, you're either going to really dig it or you might hate it. <laughs> See, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we didn't cuz you know, you guys who listen, you guys know that Rumi and I, if we know we're going to talk about something on the podcast, we really take steps to not talk about it in regular life. And Rumi and I talk a couple times a week at least over text, but there's been times where like start talking about something and we'll be like, "No, no, no. Wait for the show cuz we we want you guys to hear it the first time we say it to each other." Um when you said the other night you're like, "I liked a third of it." I thought that was like saying I give it a 33%. 
Oh, you said you said I like the third of it, but that third of it or something like the whoa, that third yeah. of it or something. But I still thought that was like a hard 33% in the like. So I thought you were gonna say it's not that great. <clears throat> but now I now I know what you mean when you when you texted that when you said that. We always say um, the, the balloon bop. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like watching the thriller part of the movie, you know, it's got a couple bops in there. But that balloon is in like a C territory. I wouldn't say that's a B or an A or even a low A. Sure. Like it's fine. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie to compare it to. Uh, the original Maniac. Cool movie. Mm. But like I'm not blown away by anything that it's doing. It's it's very adept. It's doing fine. Or pr- that's on my prowl- list. Maybe even the Prowler. Like the you know cool fine. Oh, see, I love the Prowler. I, well, I first saw it a year or so ago, two years ago maybe. Mm knowing nothing about it it's and got, liked it. Uh, but see that has some good kills there's a pitchfork kill i was gonna say it's incredible. got some really good kill kills the top of the, okay yeah. so maybe not uh i'm trying to think what is a good just a de- like the thing is like i can't think of any movies that are just fine oh uh 2014's maleficent <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe even- she fucks some people. Uh, you should have watched that one, Rumi. I liked it two thirds. It was, but that two thirds. But when the when the, when Gabriel pops out the back of her head, that bopped that balloon up through the roof. I was like, yeah. God damn! Wow. He should make Maleficent two be the reciprocal of this one. So it's like two thirds of Gabriel popping through the head, and then cuts to like an actual regular slasher film. I say that half joking. That'd be cool. I don't know how you do it, but like that'd be an interesting companion piece together. They're already talking sequel, and I'm like, you're gonna have to get real weird for me to like. Sequel's just gonna be her killing people and uh, prostitutes in jail because she's got to be in jail, right? She's going yeah. to jail. We did a movie. We did a. Did, I don't know if this ever came out. Did we do an after the ending? Did we release that? You, we, I, I don't think we. Did. I don't think you did. We should release that. That was a good episode. It's a great episode. Uh, we recorded an episode that really kind of gets into what happens at the end of movies that are like no no at the end of the movie they're going to jail right. I don't like care movies like this like when you finish ending. it you look yeah. at the person you watched it with and you're like yeah but like that like the next day this happened right yeah right yeah i don't oh, think yeah, we ever guess, did that episode oh no we recorded it we recorded ago. it yeah but we oh man yeah here it is mm, how it ended all right so we'll figure it out um we this is one of those movies Right when the after the credits roll, she. I thought the arrested. same thing. I was like, yeah. "Well, this is all good that she's like in control again, but now she's going to be in jail." Yeah, she's going to be in jail, and like, can you imagine that court case? She's like, "No, no, no, it was my conjoined twin tumor thing," and they're like, "Yeah, but that's still you. Did your hands kill those people?" <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't see them ever being able to explain that away. And they're like, "Well, can we talk to this creepy thing? Like, bring out a radio." <laughs> was like the radio. But what if they put him on trial? What if they put Gabriel on trial? And he yeah, just comes out put, and he's like, yeah. the radio flickers and is like, I plead, I choose to plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I will kill you all. And then the, the lawyer leans over and whispers in Madison's ear and he's like, we withdraw the comment. <laughs> <laughs> Such a wild movie. Well, I definitely liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, we recommend it. What do you guys think of it? Have any haters in the house? Let me know. Tell us. I, I would love to. I would love to know if you liked it. What made it for you? Yeah. If you didn't like it, why? Like, and and it's always funny to just to read people rant about shit. But like, if you have a reason, like that, you could tell us why you didn't like it. I would be interested in hearing that. Like the the, the article I read about why it's a practical joke. Did you feel like it was a practical joke? I would love to hear that because it is kind of fun to kind of dissect this. Not just oh it sucked or oh it didn't like it because it went like this. But like, what what about it? Fuck with you, you know. It's cool to hear. Here's uh, like literally, I pulled up these reviews since you did. And it's like 
Um, Scott Mendelson of Forbes says it's the best horror movie of 2021, and he doesn't understand why Warner Brothers treated it like a radioactive diaper. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how they treated it? Uh, yeah, Malignant is bonkers horror in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> Malignant is a tumor on James Wan's horror resume. <laughs> See those extremes. I don't get, like. I get people saying I don't like it. I get people saying I like it. I get people saying refreshing. And maybe you and I specifically, or people like you and I, watch a slathering of horror movies where like it's all over the map. So this is not the craziest thing we've seen. But some people are writing like Radioactive Diaper, the worst thing that's happened to his career. You're like, it wasn't that good or that bad. Like, how is it registering with these people so hard? Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's, here's somebody's like, for better or worse, um, I made a movie that that's an antithesis, antithesis to all my other films. Well, he did it. And this person thinks it's not in a good way. Um, but it's like, you'll find it in the strange fear of morbid fascination where eighties B movies like basket case or pumpkin head reside. Okay. I mean, it's a basket case. I I'm fine with that. Like, and that's the thing. Like how, how do you feel about like a shitty eighties movie? And that's the thing. Will this go down as like a a fun shitty eighties movie? That's the best case scenario for it. Why not? I guess it'll be interesting to see where it is next Halloween. Right? And the Halloween after that? Oh, man, we gotta watch Malignant's Night. I just hope that Maleficent 3 has a completely different plot than Maleficent 2 and 1. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty doesn't wake up. <laughs> it's like, I was gonna I was trying to say Maleficent 3, season of the... She is a switch. witch. Season of the switch. Has more witches in it than... <laughs> Halloween 3 does. <laughs> Amazing. Well, guys, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod. Website, LaunchpadPod.com. And we're on YouTube. You see Matt, sun's out, gun's out. Matt's in a tank top today. Oh my, yeah, it's like, look, you, Ooh, look, look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, It looks good when I hold oh, it in that, yeah. that freaking length. Oh, yeah, with the shadow right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, you're looking good too, Rubes. I've been working out, baby. I wish we could rub them against each other. It's been a long time since, <laughs> since we did that. <laughs> He's talking about our arms. He's talking about our arms. Yeah, you got to watch the YouTube video. You got to watch the YouTube video. <laughs> they can't see what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's blast this thing off, dude. <laughs> oh, we're the Rocketeers and we're out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.